Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rihanna, and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Broke. Fresh Off the Broke is about personal experiences growing up Asian American in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day, there are debates over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on a pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today we'll be discussing Western schools overlooking cultural holidays. Jeez, just in time, because we are very close to holiday season. Aren't we in the middle of it? Yeah, basically. (laughs) If you count... We will get into in a sec. Period. I hate that. By the time you're hearing this, it is two days before Christmas. Yay! So celebrate Christmas. Happy early Christmas. Or I guess Merry early Christmas? I guess. That sounds wrong. <laughs> but you know what? It's the thought that counts. Yes. Very true. Also, if you start, like, celebrating Christmas or putting up decorations or listening to Christmas music in November. I hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not I thought you were gonna say something else. No, I I cannot. I genuinely thought you were gonna say me too. <laughs> I like I'm like the Grinch of my family. It's terrible. I guess that's the balance out your mom's Christmas energy, right? Yeah it is. Because <laughs> you you told me a story about how um, she, she was trying to force her dad to put up more Christmas decorations because there weren't enough. Yes. And I just watched it happen and complained about Christmas music on the on the radio. <laughs> so I take it you're not a Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas person? Actually, that is the only Christmas song I'll tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. My family doesn't really celebrate Christmas. Are there any other holidays you celebrate right now? Uh, yeah. Um, on, well, I guess it was December 21st this year. But there's the East Asian Winter Solstice Festival, which we will also get into in a sec. But, but that was... I would say the most recent celebration, and also the biggest one. It's considered very important. Mm-hmm. What we'll about you? Because I know that. Well, I mean, I know that your family is very big on Christmas. Yeah. But is it more for the holiday spirit reasons, or for more for religious reasons? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. I. I can't really give a good um, point of view on this because I'm very biased in which I don't really like all the holiday spirit. I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I I mean, I do know why, and we'll get into that in a personal (laughs) conversation. But I just don't get into that stuff. And um, we, uh, we go to church on Christmas Day, obviously, but we go to church, well pre-COVID we went to church like we go to church every week basically Mm -hmm. 
So I think it's just normal levels of religion plus extra holiday spirit. Oh, yeah. Now that there's COVID, your family wouldn't be able to go to churches, right? No, we've been praying the rosary every single night. Don't you usually do that? No. Usually we just go to church on Sundays, like every week. But because of COVID, which let me just say, considering how... I wouldn't really consider my family religious, to be honest. But, like, praying the rosary every night is pretty hardcore. (laughs) Yeah, but... Because I recall there was a period of time where you said that your family would do that every night, and then you would tell tell us not to text you between blank p.m. the blank p.m. Yes, I remember now. That's because, okay, so, oh my gosh. There's, like, this um, statue of Mother Mary, and, Uh like, there's this thing where, like, you pass it from house to house, and, like, for the period of time that you have it, you have to pray the rosary every night, just because that's... Yeah, so that was just a period of time where I had the the statue. I got it like three times in the past two years, which is way more than ever before. And now it's like that, but all the time. Oh. Yeah. I thought that you, you had, I thought you just had that. Oh, no, we do, but there's like a, there was a special one. It's really, I don't, we have one of our own, but there's like a special one that's given by the church. And it's like uh-huh. pastor family. Yeah. How do they pass it around? It's really just. It wasn't even our church. It was my my auntie's church was doing it because their community and their church is a lot better than mine. Oh, but yeah? um, yeah, my church is very uh, uh, for lack of better terms, ghetto. It's very. <laughs> No, it really is. It's like there was like a a dead mouse on the floor in the basement and no one did anything. And it was just in the middle of a room during like a, something like an event that was happening. The people are sketchy. Yeah. So it was just my auntie's church and they passed it to our family uh-huh. for fun. Well, thank you for the little educational <laughs> tangent. I mean, I started church. it, but thank you for the thank you for the information. That was interesting. Well, our first topic for this was sharing our experiences with uh, schools overlooking cultural holidays. Mm-hmm. So, would you like to go first? Um. Well, you this is. I want to go first because you. I mean. It doesn't matter. Okay. Do you want to go first? You know what? Sure. Okay. I feel bad for making you talk for so long (laughs) and also making you talk again. I have mentioned several times on our podcast that I went to a very Greek school. And so my experience with the Western holiday thing is I would say a slightly more extreme version of it because along with the school only celebrating, you know, Christmas, uh, Easter, stuff like that, during Orthodox Easter, 
basically the entire school, including staff, would not be at school. They would take time off uh, for Orthodox Easter, so I wouldn't see most, if not all, of my classmates, and most likely have a supply teacher. And the thing is, in a different situation, hypothetically, if I went away, went away, that sounds so dramatic, if I took time off for the Mid-Autumn Festival or a celebration like that, you know, spans between uh, two weeks, then I would miss out on a lot of school, obviously, but I would miss out on, like, crucial lessons. But the thing is, my school that I went to, they would plan around stuff like that. So people that went away for Orthodox Easter or any other holiday like that, they wouldn't really miss anything and they'd be just fine. Which, I mean, it in a way it makes sense just because that was the majority of the school. But at the same time, a little like hip, hypocritical. I don't, I don't know. You make sense. Like it makes sense. I mean, you your point makes sense because even though it's majority of the school, like I don't know. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, even the teachers were gone. <laughs> yeah, like that's a little. It's, yeah. Um, and oh, another thing, heritage Heritage Month never yeah. celebrated except for one. In the month of March, which is Greek Heritage Month, my school didn't even uh, mention Black History Month, like at all. Not surprised. Which, uh, in my opinion, given the school that I went to and the people that were there, is probably for the better that they didn't mention. Uh, you know, Asian Heritage Month, Latin American Heritage Month, or Black History Month, just because I just know that during those months, people would just be peak racist. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if that was the school we're at now, where people would be peak performative activism. Oh, God. Like, the opposite, but the same? Yeah. Hmm. It was weird because in elementary school, when Chinese New Year was nearing, there was the whole Gang Hei Fat Choi thing. Oh God! Which was honestly kind of, was honestly pretty annoying for me because aside from teachers, at least I like to think that they were doing it out of the kindness of the heart. But my classmates, they would make fun of it. Especially the gung hei fat choy thing because they thought they, it sounded funny. And I mean, if you're gonna pronounce it like that, yeah, it does kind of sound funny. But I don't know. You wouldn't like it if I did that to you about something. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense for your school. <laughs> the Honestly, for me. Mm-hmm. What about your experience? Because I know that you said you went to a Catholic school for a period of time. Yeah, so 
I can't, I don't really remember Catholic school that much. I was way too young, but it was very much like, (laughs) well, no, well, I do remember just like there would be Christmas, um, what's the word? Um, assemblies where like we'd all get together and Mm -hmm. like it'd be like a mini mass and also like we'd like sing um, Christmas carols or whatever Mm -hmm. but um, moving out of Catholic school I was so Catholic school as I've mentioned in previous episodes is essentially just Filipino kids (laughs) Mm -hmm. but public school is a lot of other backgrounds like where I went to school was also I wouldn't okay I was in the gifted program no surprise I've said that like one million times on the podcast (laughs) in that class it was like 90% immigrant kids Uh but the school so if our class was the 1% the rest of the school was 99% white Mm -hmm. and by white I mean Greek (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it was the same as your situation, but I wasn't surrounded by those kids because we didn't get out of our classroom, essentially. So mm-hmm. I found it really, especially um, even before the gifted program, when I was in like second grade, I specifically remember um, some kids would, would just not be at school. And it was always like the Bengali kids mm-hmm. or like the like any other group of ethnicity kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember that um, I would be like, oh, where are all my friends? Like, where did they go? And the teacher would explain, oh, it's this holiday right now. And I would be like, why isn't there a break from school then? Like, I was always so confused. Like, why does Christmas get a holiday? Which is something that I celebrate. Mm-hmm. But then when other people, because it was such a large, large population of immigrants Mm -hmm. I was always confused as to why there was only half the class there but there was still school going on you know Mm -hmm. so I never there was never really anything towards me but I always I from a young age saw it happening in other groups and I was Mm -hmm. always very confused and then I learned how racist Canada really is (laughs) You just reminded me of something when you said that your teacher said, oh, it's this holiday. I had the coolest librarian growing up in elementary school. He was, I don't want to say he was woke, but he was woke. (laughs) (laughs) He knew about, like, every single holiday. He had those uh, elementary school-style signs of different holidays, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Diwali, all of it. And I miss him. I remember in fourth grade or something, he left the school and we were all really sad about it because he was like the light of the school. That sucks. (laughs) He was super cool. He would always, he would dress like a cartoon character, and I don't mean that in an insulting way. Lived a very fun, eccentric life. Very cool. And he he also was the one that would often bring up, or maybe not bring up, but he taught hard topics, you know, maybe like political-wise, to kids. 
in a, a way that kids could understand it. You know, looking back, because I remember we also read a book about about this. Uh, what was it? I I remember there was like a a black kid in the story. I think it was a little boy being bullied by some white kid in his class. And at one point in the story, the the kid that was being bullied, I can't remember if they told the principal or the teacher. And then the white kid, uh, his rebuttal was that he was going to say the N-word to the kid, but uh, in the book, he, he was cut off. He just had the letter N, but, you know, you got the point. Bruh. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's some deep stuff, but it's also important thing to share with kids. And the thing is, uh, I know this is slightly unrelated, but that was actually like a that was actually a really important lesson because the thing is some of some of my classmates knew about uh the N-word and why it was bad. But the thing is I didn't know what it was and I didn't realize that it was a you know, quote unquote bad word, you know, as a five year old or whatever. Because I had an older cousin that would call me that. <laughs> And I remember this story. <laughs> yeah, I told you this one time in confidence. But uh, growing up, my older cousin and his little brother were like re- were really mean to me <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Which I I don't know. I guess you could say boys will be boys, but we do not condone that mindset. Anyway, they would make fun of me all the time. Were really mean to me. Like swore at me, cursed at me. Yes, a little girl. And. They would call me, uh, well, not all, that wasn't like the most, that wasn't the most common word they used, but they did call me the N-word, and I didn't know what that meant. I just thought it was another curse word, and it wasn't, it wasn't until that we read that book that I knew what that meant and what it was. So, shout out to that librarian for being the coolest person in my childhood. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to use. Elementary school kids. Well, now that my librarian tangent is over, (laughs) I still miss him. Anyway, going back to what I said earlier about basically the whole school having a break during Orthodox Easter. One thing that kind of bothers me about uh, Western schools or just Western countries in general, Canada, the U.S. specifically, is that they claim to be inclusive because the countries or even certain cities to be specific because, uh, you know, Toronto is one of the most diverse cities in the world. They claim to be mixing pots of all these different uh, cultures, ethnicities, but they still only celebrate Western holidays. Yeah. It's, um, it's honestly a little embarrassing because Canada, I feel like Canada really prides itself on being diverse, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard Justin Trudeau spew so much about 
Canada is a diverse country where everyone is accept- like, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. It doesn't feel like it, though. The thing that I don't like hearing people say is how in other countries, you know, maybe on the East End, they don't celebrate other cultural holidays. But I think that's very different. And, you know, whether or not I think it, it is very much a different standard. Because, for example, China doesn't claim... Sorry for using China. I know China is not the best country to be using right now. But China doesn't claim to be a diverse and inclusive country. Yeah, versus, exactly. You know, Mr. Justin Trudeau. Yeah. And in in other countries, it makes sense for them to have a nationwide or school-wide break for their cultural holidays, because that's the country where the culture originated from. Yeah, exactly. And I understand the argument that you wouldn't want a school-wide break for every single holiday, because then you'd be out of school a lot of the time. Because how many cultures are there in the entire history of humanity, you know? And... I don't, I wouldn't say that I want our school to give me a week off or a day off for Chinese New Year or any other holiday. I would just like my holiday to be acknowledged. Exactly. I don't have the highest expectation. Like, currently, the only acknowledgement is if your school has an agenda, they'll write it on the calendar in the agenda. And that's it. And I think there's a difference between, well, obviously there's a difference between saying that your country is very diverse and just having a lot of different ethnicities versus having a lot of different (laughs) ethnicities and doing something about that. Because you can't really pride yourself on being a diverse country when it's literally just, like, theoretically, we just have a lot of people from different places. Mm -hmm. Because that's not necessarily a good thing, if you think about it. Yeah. I just thought of something that's kind of funny. You know how I said uh, at my Greek school people would be really racist to me and, you know, anti-immigration, stuff like that? Yeah. But I recall, because I have good memory, during Greek Heritage Month, when we were learning about all the different Greek inventions or concepts, wasn't immigration on that list? Don't don't the Greeks pride themselves on this? Hang on. I'm looking this up. Also, disclaimer, no beef with Greek people. It's just that we've had bad experience in the past with kids. Yeah. Nothing against Greek people. I I have. Not to be that person. I have whatever friends. I I have Greek friends. (laughs) I just hold something against that specific school I went to. Mm -hmm. Greek immigration. I swear, Greek. One of the things, Greek. Yeah, okay, there. 
yeah, that's my confirmation. But yeah, I just thought that was a little hypocritical of those specific students. Yeah. Yeah. It's very obvious that it's just like kids who are very proud of their culture, which is definitely something to be proud of. But when you're proud of it and you're not accepting of anything else, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be a insert culture is a supremacist. Supremacist. Well, I mean, going back to the very beginning of this episode, do you want to maybe talk about the Asian holiday that is not really known in the Western world? Yeah, sure. Okay, so here's my little info session on East Asian winter solstice. I had to practice saying that word, by the way, guys. Solstice. I thought solstice. it was solstice. I thought it was solstice. <laughs> solstice. English isn't my first language. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. The holiday, the formal name or the more common name is Dongzhi or Dongji, which, you know, winter solstice. And like I said earlier, it usually takes place on December 22nd during the Dongzhi solar term. But for some reason, it took place on the 21st this year, which is a Monday. Yeah, yeah, it was a Monday, which is very unusual and uncommon. I There isn't really an explanation for it. That's just how it is. But... Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a leap year, you know? I guess we'll call it a leap year effect. Anyways, to talk about what happened during the holiday, a common activity is making and eating tongyun, tongyun, which are glutinous rice balls. They, if you haven't had them, they are basically the little rice balls made these these little balls made using a glutinous rice flour you'll typically find them white but some people like making a colored one you know like pink green stuff like that some people choose to have filling in them red bean pay sesame pay and the reason why people like eating tongyun is because it symbolizes reunion, you know, full circle. Which, okay, cheesy, but you know what? I like my tongyun. <laughs> oh, some people also like having it salty. Uh, then the glutinous rice ball would be made plain with no filling. And it would be served in a soup form with... Uh, white radish, green onion. Uh, what do you call those little dry shrimps? Do you just call them dry shrimps? I guess. Okay. Uh, oh shoot! I don't know how to say this thing in English. It's called yuchi. People also have it in um, kanji. The little orange thing. And then, 
Uh, even though most people have Tongyun, I heard that Northern Chinese people, they eat dumpling, which is a, which is a whole other thing because Chinese people have a really interesting story about dumplings, actually. So, this person, there, there are a lot of things. They were a physician, an inventor, a writer, a farm, pharmacologist. How many things is that? Four or five? One, two, three. Anyway, he said, I am versatile. <laughs> His name is... Uh, oh shoot, I forgot to say his name. Give me a sec. So, the name of our versatile person of the day is Zhang Zhongjing or Zhang Zhongjing. My guy? No, sorry. That was very gentle of me. Anyways, he was the inventor of dumplings. And the story behind that, our very interesting story, is that during the winter time, people, sounds so stupid to say people were cold, but winters were really rough back then, and frostbite was crazy. People had crazy frostbitten ears, and people were also just falling ill, like, very frequently, and also very, what's the term? Not heavily, but they, they were just falling falling like in very serious illnesses. And so his remedy for that were dumplings. So dumplings, in case you didn't know what they are, how they're made, they're basically it's a small circle of flour, like a small flat circle. And then you'll have a ball of meat or if you're vegan or vegetarian, some vegetables <laughs> and noodles. Maybe some people like having glass noodles or clear noodles in their dumplings. And he folded them in the shape of an ear, you know, because frosted ears. Oh, another thing about ears. There was a speculation, or some would say an exaggeration in the story, that because of the frostbite, people's ears were falling off. I obviously can't confirm that because I wasn't alive then, and I've ne I never heard information about that, but that doesn't mean it was false. And so, by eating these little ear-shaped things, I guess at the time, they, there wasn't really a name for it, it healed them. People had their uh, protein, you know, carved from the flour, and it was basically like a small bundle or a small little ball of health. And he basically saved his town village and was celebrated as a hero, which is why Northern Chinese people celebrate by eating dumplings. Because if I do not, if I remember correctly, he was a Northern Chinese person. And so that's last a little cute. Chinese history fact of the day. Little ball of health is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I just want to say. Yeah, the thing about them uh, being shaped as ears seems very wholesome to me. Yeah. I don't know, the idea of 
people with ears falling off and then him making dumplings like ear shaped <laughs> Sorry. This is very classic uh, quote unquote peasant food. But you know what? I like peasant food. Period. That was honestly very interesting to learn about. Sorry, I cut you off, but that was very interesting. Thank you. Well, now that we've had my little tangent on a holiday, do you have any holidays you want to share? Um, so I think, well, speaking as a Filipino girl, I, um, the Philippines, where I'm from, is very Catholic. Very Catholic. Okay. Uh, so it's really just Christmas during this time, right? Uh-huh. But there is, sorry, I think my mic just made a weird noise, but there is a holiday, not really a holiday, it's more of a celebration day that's a pretty big deal mm-hmm. in the Philippines. And it's All Saints Day. It's not in uh, December. It's November 1st. But it's essentially like um, the Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It, it literally is the Day of the Dead. That's also another term that we use. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's basically it's a celebration for uh, like a, the Feast of this All Saints. It's also celebrated in um, places like places in Europe and the Philippines. I know the Philippines um what happens is everyone goes to the cemetery and has a like a feast in the cemetery with their family's graves. So if you've ever seen Coco, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I can think of. So Coco when it's uh the day of the dead, everyone's like having food. And, like, you can also see all, like, the dead people um, eating with them. But, obviously, the living people can't see them. It's essentially that. Okay. Just different times. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing also. But just different times during the year. Yeah. I just um, looked it up and it says here that it's also called All Hallows Day. Hallows. Yeah. Hallowmas. It's, like, very, um, yeah, it's, like, Europe Catholic. Catholic rooted, so that like Hallow's part doesn't surprise me. It's also called Hallow Miss, apparently. Never heard mm-hmm. that, but <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, I have never done the whole go to the cemetery and eat there because I I grew up here, and that's not really a thing. I'm not, well, I'm speaking from my experience, but we never really did that. Okay. I know, but I know in the Philippines that it's a very big thing. Like, the cemeteries are crowded. And in the Philippines, people live in the cemeteries also, depending on, like, especially in the city. Mm Mm-hmm. Just way too densely populated. So just imagine everyone in the city going to the cemetery in one time. It's crazy. Gosh. Yeah. But um, one thing to note is that this year, because of COVID, I'm pretty sure that the cemeteries were closed. Yeah. So that was a pretty big thing. And that everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, it's essentially just no All Saints Day. Like, there's you can't really celebrate with a dead person if you're not 
at the burial site, you know? That's true. They can't pay their respect. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, oh God, not to get all philosophical, but like, obviously, like the body, some people just, it was just a vessel, blah, blah, blah. The soul can be anywhere, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But like, in terms of just representation and all that, it was a pretty big deal that it was closed because, mm-hmm. you know, what the heck? Can't go to cemetery. It's closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing really I can say about it. Like, I doubt it's definitely not something that I'm like, uh, like, would be mad about that there's no representation within um, Western, the Western side, because I'm pretty sure people do acknowledge it, especially if you are religious. But it's it's not one of those things where it's like a Christmas type celebration, you know? Yeah, (laughs) Christmas kind of overshadows every other holiday. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I don't even know, like the Western, okay, Western holidays are so confusing to me because I don't get why Easter and like the Easter bunny is a Western thing when Easter is about like Jesus coming back to life, you know? How does bunnies and that have to do with any, like, I don't get it. And, like, the fact that you have an Easter egg hunt where, like, you hide eggs around the place and then find them. Isn't I don't it know. supposed to be about fertility? Is it? Yeah, that's why bunnies, because uh, of the... Uh, oh. <laughs> that's, bunnies, like, I've never understood they... that. I don't know, <laughs> embarrassed to say. Well, yeah, yeah. It's okay, you don't have to say it. <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to represent fertility. That's why you have... Well, I would like to think that's not why kids know about the Easter Bunny. Yeah. But in a general... To generalize, the bunny represents fertility. At least that's what I learned from school. School taught you that? What the heck? I didn't learn anything. Maybe I just don't listen. Wow. Exposed. (laughs) But yeah. I don't know. I just... It was very confusing to me how... Like in my house... I heard... Like I remember when I was younger... A friend of mine told me that on Easter... Her parents would hide like chocolate eggs around the house... And she'd have to find them. And I was like what (laughs) you do that and then for some reason like up until like the middle of my childhood I guess like I never did the easter egg hunt and then all of a sudden my aunties decided that they were gonna start doing it (laughs) yeah so at some point uh like maybe when I was like 10 they're like come over and look for eggs in my backyard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and apparently became a thing but one yeah. time my parents let me paint an egg that's cute <laughs> thank you I, I, I guess oh uh, I just looked up the Easter Bunny and it says that it originated from Germany and that the Easter hair 
played the role of a judge. And with basically similar to Santa, if kids were good, they got eggs. And if they were bad, they didn't. I would be down if there were real. I love real eggs. I don't know why. I love eggs. Not chocolate <laughs> eggs. It doesn't say chocolate eggs here. It says the creature carries colored eggs in his basket and candy. Which is interesting. Just real eggs and candy. <laughs> yeah. And then it says uh, in Christianity, eggs were a symbol of rebirth. Mm. And it was also, oh, also a fertility symbol. I see. I don't know, because I guess growing up, like, especially just going to church so much, I didn't really see Easter as one of those things where it's like a Christmas type holiday, you know? I don't know. It was very, it felt very serious because there was that whole, like, Good Friday and, like, everyone's really sad because Jesus is dead type thing. Oh, that's what Good Friday is? I think so. Why is it, it was called Good Friday? Because, I don't know. I think, okay, I, I'm i very bad, but I don't know if Good Friday is the day that he was crucified or it was the day that he came back to life. I don't know. It was one of those. But from oh, what... It says commemorating the crucifixion. crucifixion. Okay, so when he died. Crucifixion. But when I was, like, growing up, so I think we still do this, but during Easter, it was like, on Good Friday, we would visit every single church in the area, and my mom would pray a rosary at each church. There's no uh, service on Good Friday. And the other thing that they do is that they cover all pictures of Jesus. Like, the crucifix, anything, they cover it with a cloth. And it's, like, terrifying looking. Going into a church, and there's, like, no pictures they're all covered with like a black cloth. Oh dang! Yeah, so that's why like Easter was always such a serious thing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, weird, very weird. That's interesting. Yeah, because I honestly, well, I it makes sense because I'm not Christian. Yeah, but I don't know that much about Christian holidays or Catholic holidays. I remember growing up or just even now my teachers or my peers would assume that I knew something about a specific Christian holiday or I knew something about uh, Jesus and I didn't because I never learned that aside from hearing people tell me or maybe my friends told me I remember I had a visual arts teacher he was talking about a specific legend and I don't remember if it was from Christianity or not so I'm not gonna go too much into it but he mentioned this thing and he assumed that I knew it and I told him that I didn't know it I also didn't understand and I told him that because I'm not Christian and then he got really offended for some reason. He oh thought I was accusing God. him of being prejudiced, which I wasn't. I was simply telling him that I had no knowledge of the thing he was speaking of. Yeah, what uh, was the thing he was talking about? 
it was it was just a legend it was a legend I don't remember what it was, which is oh, why, okay. which is why I'm speaking vaguely about it. I don't want to say an inaccurate thing. But yeah, I don't know why he brought it up either. We weren't doing anything in relation to that at all. Yeah. But yet again, my teacher was a ran- a very random person. It's interesting because they always expect you to know everything about western holidays but then you know but that's just that's just where we live i guess (laughs) it is what it is if i did that to him yes it is what it is if i did that to him with a chinese holiday or anything else in relation to that it it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same situation wouldn't be perceived the same but like you said it is what it is. Period. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've covered a lot here. We covered personal experiences about holidays. We had mini info, info sessions <laughs> about my librarian your experiences at a Catholic school, the East Asian Winter Solstice, All Saints Day, Rihanna learned the true meaning of the Easter Bunny. There's a lot of learning today. Hell yeah. We're all about that. Yes. Education. That was a little (laughs) aggressive. I apologize. But education. It's important, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> get one education for yourself please get one is that that's probably not how i was supposed to say that but who cares <laughs> no we get what you mean and if you don't leave <laughs> whoa <laughs> okay we're, we're we're going crazy well thank you for tuning in today Leave a comment about a holiday you're celebrating right now. Tell us your Christmas plan. You better not be going anywhere. Oh, yeah, no. We're going to cancel you. If we find out that you've left your house, I, we will well, actually, I won't go find you because I am staying at home as I should be. Period. But we will call you out virtually. From a safe distance. Six feet away. We hope everyone has a great winter holiday. People are off school by now. Yeah, people are off school by now. It's winter break. Yeah. We hope you get lots of rest. We hope you enjoy your time with your family. And if that's not the case for you, because... You know, not everyone has good relationship with their family. No comment there about. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and if you're not enjoying your time with your family, we're here for you. We get you. We know how you feel. <laughs> you know what? Tune tune them out with an episode of our podcast. Period. That's so sad. That is really sad, but 
It is. What did it is, I guess. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah.